0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. We are back and I am alive. It is a miracle. Um, thank you so much to Carmen for covering last week. Um, but I am very grateful to have such a lovely co-host and friend like Carmen, who is also here.
1: Yes. So you're Kelsey and I'm one of the other hosts, <laughs> yeah. Carmen, and it's a beautiful day to podcast.
0: I just really have to thank <laughs> you. I feel so grateful. Uh.
1: That was so sweet of you. I be, we we learned two weeks ago now that that the rituals are very important. I just had to get that out there. It's a beautiful yes, no, podcast. I agree, I agree.
0: Um, yes. yes, I had um the COVID times and it was quite unpleasant. And I, I didn't really say anything. Do, I know. I I was like, I appreciate that he didn't say it, but we believe it came from um a child because we don't really go out much, but we were around a child that is not our child, but it apparently is going around that school but like none of the kids get sick they just like Mm. take it and pass it to all the adults so it kind of moved slowly through the family and was like staggered from one to the other luckily scarlet fared very well but i was struggling with the only only coughing i never had the fever but man did i have the cough and it was unpleasant
1: yeah, I uh, I did not envy that when I and, and also because of uh, very strict HIPAA laws, I couldn't share any of your confidential right, right, right. Uh, yes. medical because history. Because you're a doctor, my yeah, I'm a doctor. <laughs> doctor. Yes, I am your doctor. Um, <laughs> so many rabbit holes. Um, so I yeah, I didn't say anything, but also I was just talking to someone about kids and how disgusting they are today. There's so many um, germs. Someone uh, at work, uh, one of the moms that that works on my team, was like, "I have to leave early. My kid has pink eye," and I was like, "Go, but like, don't bring it to me. I don't want it."
0: We had to take Scarlett to the doctor this morning because we thought she had it, but she just has really bad allergies, and her eyes Mm. like get um, like swollen because she has a clogged tear ducts sometimes that flares up. So. we took her to be safe because it's, but it's also going around here. So like there are a yeah. bunch of other kids at school that had it. So we took her and they were like, no, she doesn't have it. She has allergies. And I was like, great. Well, <laughs> but we still have to I, do eye drops for her, which eye drops on a two-year-old are not enjoyable.
1: Yeah. No, eye drops on a, a, any year old. Yeah. I don't like eye drops. I don't
0: like them at all.
1: If a uh, doctor said that I needed to take the eye drops, I'd say, okay, well, like, look, let's just go ahead and surgically remove them because I'm done. I'm not doing what this. What
0: is my other option? No eyes, um, great.
1: <laughs> yeah. And let's make this real simple, doc. Uh, Before we jump in, yeah, it was basically, the story ended up being, I hadn't gotten, like, I've never gotten a flu once in my entire life until moving out to Orlando, and then just being around kids all day working at Disney, I got the flu within the first month of working there, um, because kids just go around and, like, lick the freaking roller lines. Kids will lick it, if it is, like,
0: at their mouth level, they will just open their mouth and put it on, like, I just don't, I don't get it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely disgusting. Anyways... Kelsey, it is good to see you. It's good to see you alive and well, and uh, well lit over there too. Yes, Not I turned a the light on today. <laughs> Very smart. Um,
0: uh, your beard is just—it's so floofy. When was the last time you did a trim? I feel like I haven't seen it this floofy in ages.
1: Yeah, I know. I this I, is like I, early honestly,
0: pandemic floof.
1: <laughs> I'm just—I'm just so lazy.
0: <laughs> I, I feel
1: that. I like literally—I have to trim my my mustache hair because it like it will grow yeah. over my lip line
0: mm-hmm.
1: but i don't just go and just buzz my beard i just i I don't have the time and i think i want to grow my hair long um not like long like your like like your right. hair right yeah. but i want to grow it long enough to where like uh, it's it's shorter on the side and it's more voluptuous oh, and it's got yes. some nice or maybe some like uh i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll see I, I probably won't but it's nice to think about it but yeah <laughs> i need to trim my beard up for sure Um, especially because we, I'm not requiring my team to wear masks anymore on the floor. So it's all optional. And my, my dear wife is also not wearing her mask at work. So I'm like, if you're not, I'm not like, and you're the one with a a baby, uh, breastfeeding (laughs) at, at your, at your, your teat. So, um, anyways, tell us about be
0: able to hear people better. I mean, it's, she can read lips easier when there's no masks.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: she could read the lips,
1: but uh, that's no problem for me, Um, (laughs) except right now with a microphone right in front of your your face. I can't read your lips, but I can hear you perfectly fine. You sound wonderful, my friend.
0: Oh, thanks so much. I finally sound like I'm not dying, except when I still have a little bit of the lingering cough, but I will mute it, so no one has to listen to it. Gabe really wanted me to bleep it every time I coughed on the other one, but it was too much coughing. Which you did not do. I did not do that, but... Um, okay, so let's get into it. This is episode twenty-two of the second season. It is the 31st episode overall, and it is called The Name of the Game. And that is a very, very catchy song by Abba. And every time I look at it, I sing the song. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um it's so it is a very catchy song by Abba. Uh also we are we are big fans of Abba in this in this ABBA. uh this friendship group. We um we we do stand. Uh
0: that was the first so, the first musical I saw on Broadway was um, Mamma Mia.
1: I so I watched Mamma Mia too. I've never seen Mamma Mia one, but I only watched Mamma Mia because of me liking Abba, but uh, and also Lily James Lily James. wonderful. But anyway, so. Uh, the Name of the Game uh, was released in 1977 by our uh, our, our band here, as uh, aforementioned ABBA, which is a Swedish band, in case you didn't know. It um, had, had a, a decent amount of critical acclaim. Uh, it reached as high as uh, number one on the UK singles, reached as high as number 12 on the US Billboard Hot 100. Um, it was a little bit of a flash in the pan. It uh, was number one for four weeks in the UK singles charts, but uh, by the end of the year, it went down to 16, uh, which is still great. I mean, listen, you're when you're uh, putting out uh, anything that gets on the Billboard Hot 100, you're 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 doing all right. Um, it was uh, released as the B side. Uh, from the album "I Wonder," and it was uh, one of the singles. So uh, the, like I guess it already released in 1977 on October 17th in Sweden and October 14th uh, in the U.S. and also October 14th in the U.K. So uh, love to see it. Not my favorite ABBA song. Uh, I'm really more one. of a. I'm more of a Waterloo. Um, or when I kiss the teacher, oh, so good.
0: I like thank um, you for the music. That's a good one.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, really. We we could probably do a whole podcast just about ABBA songs. But can did you just you, spoil this? Oh, oh, go ahead.
0: Did you, as a '90s child, experience Teens, which was like um, a teen group in the '90s that just sang cover songs of ABBA for like children in the '90s?
1: no i don't That's know like that it, no. was
0: i didn't know like that was my first introduction to abba songs i don't know if they were on the radio or like if they were playing on like nickelodeon or something like i don't know how i would have found them but i f- found that and then at some point one of my parents was like what the fuck is this and then like they were like no this is abba <laughs> and that was my introduction to abba but if you it's like a and then the little asterisk teens and it's like a group of people and that was all they did was cover abba songs in the 90s i've
1: Literally never heard that. I thought that that was like a ripoff of the Toy Brats for some reason. Uh, I was like, you remember 18s, and I was like, I remember Brats. Uh, <laughs> I remember what, what were those uh, Pogs? Those little like flip. What, what was the the motor yeah, the
0: the, the skateboard
1: guys? Um, uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. all the stuff that I was too poor to have yeah. as a kid.
0: Um, yeah, I didn't have pogs either. Look at that. Those are That's knockoff 90s wow. ABBA.
1: Wow. That is knockoff 90s ABBA. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. They toured uh, with Robin Sparkles. They were also, they were also a, sh- a Swedish pop music group. So, like, I don't know. There's an ABBA tribute band. I don't know why they wanted to only do ABBA songs as teenagers in the 90s, but good for them. Maybe the there was a really
1: big niche following. Maybe Maybe the 90s was just like... All ABBA and then punk rock took over.
0: You know what? The 90s was a good time. In the some 2000s
1: ways. was better.
0: In some ways. Oh my God, this child. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, this baby will not stop beating this shit out of my insides. It's fine. Everything's fine. Okay, so good job. Thank you for that education on ABBA. Um, you're welcome. This Thank you for episode, all the
1: education you're about to bring us. because <laughs> you're, you're so are You do way more research.
0: Um, this episode was written by Blythe Robe, which, what a name, name. and was Blythe. directed by Seath Mann.
1: Blythe um, and Seath, what a combo. Yes.
0: <laughs> this uh, Speaking April, of ABBA. <laughs> April 2nd, 2006, still a Sunday, I checked, um, 22.3 million views, and let me get to my Netflix synopsis. Oh, no.
1: Hold and on, the whole system malaysia. crashes ah. also wait while, you, while you're pulling that up can we start with a quick review shout out
0: oh yeah do that while i get to here
1: let's do that um also i don't know if uh if our friend from malaysia reached back out Kel- uh, kelsey did uh we get any email response back i, I read her whole email last uh yeah last episode she, I um, had responded did, did she respond that-
0: she had responded and said that she was fine if we said her name, and then said that she had been on holiday. There was a it was a holiday in Malaysia. So, Cheyenne, we hope you have oh. a lovely holiday.
1: Yes, and also I just want to shout out. So uh, I'm going to peer pressure anyone who listens to us uh, to to send us an email, uh, Please, write us a it's review. So fun. It's it's so great, and and also while we're at at it, because uh, if you didn't listen to the last episode, um, our listener Cheyenne from Malaysia was like, I, I talk about it so much, so I just might as well. Uh, or yeah, we me, Carmen it. talks <laughs> about it. We, we ask all the time. So we're just going to email in. Um, but also Germany and Canada, you yeah. are neck and neck. Uh, Truly. it's, it's the U S then it's Germany, Canada, Malaysia are a three-way tie. Um, and anyone listening from Brazil, you are in a very close, uh, third place spot here. So Um, if you're from any of those countries, number one, tell your friends about this show because we love international listeners. And number two, write us an email because Kelsey will see it.
0: It's so cool. And most of the emails we get are like from, it's just like, um, what is it? Why do I want to say bookkeeping kind of things? But just like general things like, oh, is this your podcast? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Link your email up. So it's like just kind of general shenanigans, like boring things like that. So it's cool when we get to actually hear from... Real people who just yeah. want to say that they're fans. That's just very And what neat. is
1: our email, Kelsey?
0: It is Graysacademypod at gmail.com.
1: Yes, it is. Um, all right. Let's see. I'm gonna go in order of oldest to newest, and we'll do another uh uh shout-out next week. So uh this one here is from Leah. Uh the title is Perfect Grays Rewatch Podcast. As someone who has watched this series over and over again, it has been so great to listen to Kelsey and Carmen give their thoughts and views on each episode, exclamation point. I have learned so many fun facts from Kelsey about the show that I hadn't known even, even after all these years of watching. I eagerly, eagerly, wow, I can talk. <laughs> I eagerly job. await for, thank you, uh, for Thursday drop each week to hear Carmen's reactions to classic Grays moments and the "Living in Shondaland" jingle, <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful day to listen to this podcast. So sweet, uh,
0: thank you. Leah. Also,
1: all of you listeners out there, you're getting a treat because uh, you're going to hear the "Living in Shondaland" jingle twice this episode.
0: What? Yes, I know. Wow, it's a joyous day here. Yes. <sighs> all right, so let's read the Netflix synopsis for this episode. Oh my god, a bug just flew at the window. Scare the shit. Out on the second floor, and I like thought it was a person. It was a very large bug. Okay. Remember when you
1: tried to gaslight me and tell me that a bird didn't actually fly into your window?
0: I <laughs> Completely, didn't <think> it did. <laughs> I really thought it just made a very aggressive turn at the last second, but it had <laughs> actually hit the window and fallen <laughs> to its death. Carmen was like arguing with me, and I was like convinced that it had just at the last second made like. A hundred degree turn and just got the other way. <laughs> completely defying the laws of physics. And Michael dad oh. comes in and is like, no, that bird straight up flew into the window. And I was like, oh, okay.
1: For some reason, you're convinced that I have the capacity to lie in any way. And that's just you not just, true.
0: It's like your favorite activity is lying. No, it's not. But like... It's just, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Okay. The name of the game. Okay. Oh, Netflix man. says, Bailey fears she's being mommy tracked. Izzy is not a fan of George's new romantic interest. Meredith learns shocking information about her father. Bum, bum, bum. Three whole sentences, guys. Three whole sentences. Actually, that's, I feel like that's a pretty good summation. Of yeah, what was that going was fine. On. It was fine. Those were the, the major points, right? Not everything, but. Big enough, hit the milestones.
1: The only thing that I would have added in there is um, something about Weber.
0: Uh-huh. Derek is, sucks, but it's fine. Always sucks. What? I don't really, I no, guess no, Derek, Weber. You yeah, know, I'm just saying I would add Derek sucks. <laughs> oh, right, right. But I don't, you don't really need it because at this point you should just know it.
1: Yeah. Um, just assume Derek sucks until further notice. Until I have deemed that he doesn't suck anymore, he, he continues yeah. to suck.
0: Although this one, I feel like, okay, we'll get into it. Okay, let's get started with the recap. Okay. We have the Ellis-Richard-Thatcher triangle. Yes. Um, the George-looking-like-Thatcher throwback. The George and Meredith unfortunate event. The Callie and George uh, beginnings, I guess. That was pretty much it. So yeah. did you, obviously this I, kind of a giveaway that Thatcher would be in this episode.
1: Yeah. I knew Thatcher was going to be there. Uh, the only other thought was, um, is, is Mark going to return yet? Uh, and yeah. that didn't happen. Spoiler. Yeah. It didn't happen.
0: It did not. Will it ever? Who's to say?
1: It's going to happen.
0: <laughs> Who told you that? You a stranger on the street.
1: Yeah, hey, stranger on the street, no spoilies. I'm going to say it again later, but just so you don't forget, if you see me, you can ask for an autograph, but don't spoil the show.
0: Okay, so we start off and Meredith is knitting in the bar. Derek is (laughs) there. Addison is there. It's kind of weird, but in my opinion, Derek is not being a dick to Addison. He's not being great, but he's not being near as bad as he usually is.
1: It's true. Also, fun fact for anyone watching this show, uh, Kelsey. I don't know if you knew, uh, but this so this episode aired in 2006, right? Yes. Okay. So during this time, Seattle actually had a ba- uh, a basketball team. Uh, during this time frame, it was the Seattle SuperSonics. And the 2007-2008 season was their last season played in Seattle until they moved to Oklahoma City, which they were then known as the Thunder. Uh, they they still are a team. Uh, they're they're okay. Um, if you've heard of the name Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, or uh, uh, James Harden. You would have known them as their big three from Oklahoma City. They never won a championship there together, uh, but they uh, played forty-one seasons in Seattle. Just wanted to share that little fun fact.
0: Well, how fun!
1: Did you know any of that?
0: Uh, no, but I've heard that name of the Kevin fellow once before. That's the only one I've recognized. The
1: Kevin fellow.
0: <laughs> that Kevin fellow. Um, who does he? Who? What is he up to now? Why do I know his name?
1: Uh, well, he's still a basketball player. Um, yeah. I believe off the top of my head, he plays for Brooklyn,
0: the oh, Brooklyn why, Nets does he like date a celebrity. Why do I know who he is?
1: Um, Kevin Durant. I don't know that he, I mean, he, really? I'm sure he has dated I mean, a celebrity. I have, when,
0: that's the name that I know. That was the only one of those three that I recognize. So
1: do you watch, uh, keeping up with
0: the Kardashians? Um, yes, I do. Did he date okay. one of them?
1: <laughs> no, no. But uh, I think Courtney's the one who's dated multiple. Uh, was she? No. Mm, um, no. Who was the one well, who was really? married to Lamar Odom and uh, Tristan? Okay. Chloe. Um, yeah. Anyways.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I watched uh,
1: I watched <laughs> Travis Barker propose last night.
0: Yes. I watched that episode also this week. That's the newest episode. It was uh, the time. It's a weird couple. But you know I what? Just, I'm glad for them. They 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 really seem happy. And that's what they found want. each other. That's what we want for everybody. It's true. A pairing I would have not predicted, but good for them. Um. Okay. So let's see. Yeah. Uh, Addison is also at the bar. No one's being rude. It's like a titsy bit awkward, but not terrible. I just, thought it was cute, actually. Just a touch. Yeah, she's like, oh, we're friends. I'm just asking because we're friends. And Meredith's like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Meredith, Meredith's not being a, a rude about it. Derek's probably on the inside being like, ugh, I can't believe both of these beautiful women that I love are right here together. But on the outside, he was like, okay, everything's fine. Um, and Joe is just like, you can't knit in my bar. You're scaring away all my customers. I love Joe so much. Joe's he's funny. He's a, good, he's a good little comic relief to the show. We love it.
1: I also want you to know that if I walked in on, uh, if I walked into a bar and someone was knitting, I'd also be concerned.
0: I would be like, yo, tell me one time I tried to start knitting and I was really terrible at it. So (laughs) I would love to be good at it, but I'm just very bad at it.
1: People would knit all the time on public transit in Chicago. Yeah. That's fine.
0: My sister knits and she'll just do it like while she watches TV and she can crank out like a six foot blanket in like 10 hours. It's absurd. And so she tried to teach me how to knit, which was a terrible idea for so many reasons because we should never try and teach each other anything. But the first time I asked her how to teach me how to knit a long time ago, she just brought me a DVD that said how to knit and she just slid it under my door. And then later on (laughs) um, in life, she was like, "Okay, I'll teach you how to knit. And she actually taught me and it made no sense because she would watch me do it. And then the line would come out and it would be like not a straight line. It would be like a triangle. She's like, I don't know what you're doing, but it's bad. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that tracks. So yeah. I cannot knit, but I think it would be. It's just like she doesn't even have to look at it. She just will like watch TV and just be like, and then there's a blanket. Yeah, that's,
1: that's incredible. incredible. Tell your sister that that's incredible.
0: I will. Um, So,
1: but it's a celibacy vow, and she's yes, that is she's, why she's trying knitting. to knit to take her <laughs> mind off of sex. Apparently,
0: mm-hmm. so she's knitting so that she doesn't drink, so that she doesn't make terrible sex right. choices. <laughs> right. So she's not. She is sober. But really, she's celibate. And because she's celibate, she has to be sober. And But to be sober, she has to knit, I guess. <laughs> she just needs a hobby that isn't tequila shots. Carmen. Yeah.
1: Uh, hey, hey, easy. <laughs> tequila is a hobby, and I will die on that hill. Uh, what is that? Is that the transitive property of math? If A equals B, then B equals C, so A equals C?
0: Yeah.
1: That's her celibacy <laughs> vow, is the transitive property yeah, that, of geometry. that
0: sounds about right. Um, okay, so then we go, Izzy is... I guess mad that George is dating. So I don't know if she's mad that he's dating someone or she's just mad that she doesn't like have all the information and like know this person.
1: Bingo. Um,
0: I don't know. She's just bitching to Denny about it because they're together again. Which is, Which is inappropriate. inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy's, Izzy's uh, brand is inappropriate. Are we
1: supposed to be led to believe that she's off the clock today? She's spending her day off with this dead
0: guy. And I'm just like, how has no one said anything yet? Like the only person who seems annoyed is Alex.
1: And okay. Let me just pause right there because Alex gets shit on by Burke all episode. Where is Burke right now? Honestly, this
0: is one of my favorite Alex episodes. Oh, it's
1: great. It's a good one.
0: Um, okay. So, uh, Denny is hitting on Izzy while they're hanging out, and she's, like, pretending to not really acknowledge it, but she's super into it. She's like, oh, my God, you put Mount down. Oh, my God, sex. <laughs> sex Scrabble. Okay, good times. <laughs> that was perfect. Thanks. That was perfect Izzy. Sounded just like her. Um, and Denny's like, you promised me sex if I stayed here, and you didn't give me sex. And she's like, what are you talking about? So, And he's like, well, I must have made it up in my head. Just imagine saying that To your doctor I'm sure there's a porn (laughs) Like that Oh my god so funny
1: Please Yeah The the only difference between That scene and a porn Is that they end up having sex
0: Yep And that they'd probably Both be naked at the beginning of it For no reason no. whatsoever.
1: She would be a doctor in um, in uh, some sort of like.
0: But she would like open up the doctor's coat and there would be no clothes. She would just already be naked right. underneath it for right. no
1: reason whatsoever. Oh, I dropped my pen. <laughs> takes off the entire jacket.
0: Oh, it's so hot in here for surgery.
1: <laughs> Get me a bag of O negative stat. <laughs> Pours it all over her boobies. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Uh, Oh, this is why we're not showrunners. We can't even stay on track. Our North star is just to be ridiculous. We're
0: doing great. Um, Okay. So Christina and Burke, (laughs) we're at Christina Burke's apartment. George is still there. (sighs) Poor Christina. And, um, Callie and George are there and they're all playing charades. And Christina is, uh, not shockingly very competitive, right? No one's surprised by that. No one. Um, so Burke loses on purpose to make her mad, and it's actually very funny, and I think it's very cute. I just think the scene is very cute. <laughs> oh,
1: wait. you Did he really lose on purpose? Yes. Oh. Did you really not get that? No, I didn't get that. I just thought that he was actively trying to not be competitive. Uh, well, I mean, I think because that's it was how he was doing it. For... <laughs> okay. No, that's funny. I didn't get that vibe. Uh, that's hilarious. Because,
0: yeah. He obviously knew, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I don't know. Oh Madonna, yes." <laughs> Which sidebar Michael had never heard like a prayer until yesterday, and I played it for him, and I was like, "It's like she she's talking about a blowjob, but she makes it sound like she's not." And I played it for him, and he was like, "She does not make it sound like she's not talking about. Like she's very clear. That's very clearly the only thing she could possibly be talking about.
1: Very clearly." <laughs> Oh, Madonna.
0: Good times. Uh, Madonna will not be in this show, but one of her songs will have a large part in an episode in the future.
1: Like a virgin? Maybe. Live in a a material world?
0: Maybe. Or material girl is the song? We'll see when we get there.
1: Well, that's the extent of my Madonna song knowledge. If we ever get there in
0: 17 years. (laughs) Um, Okay. So... Um, it's just funny. And then Meredith and Izzy are both knitting. Christina's ranting about Burke not knowing who Madonna is. <laughs> just hilarious. And then trying to figure out how to get George out of the apartment. Um so good times.
1: Meredith in that conversation says one of the funniest, driest things that I've ever heard her say. And it's, uh, I paraphrasing sleep with him. And then in the middle, start uncontrollably oh, yeah. crying. And then he will stop talking to you.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: that is just so funny. And it's such, it's just, she's saying it while v- vigorously knitting. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like that. That's like low key. The funniest thing she's ever said.
0: So true. Um, I like Meredith has, is- she still wants to like smooth things over with George, but she's also like kind of moving on from it and being like, you know what I I'm doing the only thing I can do, which is apologize. I can't harp on it. Yeah. So, um, Burke and Alex are in the operating room on this patient that we see later on. And they're basically like, Oh, she's going to die. Like this cancer is everywhere. We can do nothing. She will die in like three months, I think is what they said. Maybe I'm not really sure. Um, so that's not good. Um, then we have Derek talking to Addison, um, like in the hallway, and he's being nice. It's like a normal relationship. Um, but but he does say this is where he find out that Doc is not feeling very good. So Derek had taken him to the vet. And, um, it was another kind of like dry thing when Addison's like, oh, what are you going to do? And he goes on this like tirade of like a treatment plan and she's like, really? And he goes, no, Addison, it's a dog. I took him to the vet.
1: (laughs) It was very funny.
0: (laughs) Um, but it was actually like kind of a nice moment and I don't really know how we got to this point from the last episode where it didn't really like, it seemed like they were still. In the awkward Derek just sucking and then it kind of just cuts to this episode where he just seems like he likes Addison now and I don't really I I mean I'm happier with it because it's less annoying to me but it's I don't really understand how we got from point A to point B had it been like two episodes ago where at the end of the episode he had said all that stuff where he was like oh I am partially responsible for what our relationship has become Like if that had been the end of last episode to here, it would make more sense. But that was like two episodes ago. And then last episode he was annoying. And then now he's just, I don't know. I just thought it was strange.
1: Yeah. It's like, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's the magic of, of TV, right? It's, it's Mm -hmm. TV magic. Um, are you ever going to watch the show new Amsterdam or can I spoil something? for You can
0: spoil it. I'll probably decide to watch it.
1: There's an episode where, uh, one of the main characters has a stroke and she loses her like communication Ability and like it's like really she's going through therapy for it, and at the end of the episode she's basically talking to her boyfriend and they have a cute moment, and then the next episode she completely can talk normal and I'm like, uh, uh, excuse me, um, can we get some more context here? And that's what I feel like this was too. I've had the exact yeah. same feeling of Derek and Addison are too cute because even even at Joe's bar in the background when it's zooming in on uh, Meredith they're like sitting at the table and he like puts his arm around her. Yeah. In public.
0: Yeah. It's, I don't know. Um, okay. So then we go and Christina's taking that like seminar class thing on laparoscopic surgery, which is very cool. I've had laparoscopic surgery once they went in through my belly button. It's neat. Hmm. And there was like no sc- very minimal scarring. Um, so anyway, so, uh, and the chief is also there, bum, 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 uh, which I think is cool. Like, uh, just a cool kind of character trait that he's like, oh, I want to, you know, make sure I'm on top of like procedures and know all this stuff. Like, even though I've been doing this a long time, there's still always stuff to learn, which I think is a nice outlook, uh, no matter what profession you're in. Yeah. Agreed
1: completely. But also um, we should acknowledge that Christina is a giant teacher's pet.
0: Well, yeah, but that's not surprising.
1: No, no, not even a little bit.
0: Um, uh, where are we? Oh, okay. So then we meet Addison's patient. And this this girl is pregnant. She is 22 years old. That is so young to be married and pregnant. That's crazy to me. To think about what I was doing at 22, I'm like, thank God I did not get married at 22. Like, obviously, they explained later, like, um, military spouse and stuff. And you know what? Sometimes that works out for people. I have friends that got married very young and have been married for a very long time and are very happy. But just me personally, like, thinking about, like, who I was at 22 and what I was doing, I'm like, thank God <laughs> that I did not decide at that point to pick someone to marry.
1: Yeah, 100%. And also, so I I know quite a few military couples, uh, and it's like a 50-50 split of those who are still together and those who aren't. So yeah. if you are together, kudos, great job. And uh, if you aren't, you still deserve to find love. And I hope that you find love.
0: Yeah. I also know people who got married to the like, people they met when we were in high school, which is truly crazy to me. I mean, like, it's cool that you could find someone and grow that much. Because think about who you are in high school. Like, wow, to who you are now. And like to to stay compatible with all that change, that's crazy. Um, yeah.
1: But the high school but sweetheart also, thing yeah. never understood it.
0: I mean, it's very impressive to me because I, again, thinking about that, I'm like, thank goodness I didn't high school. Kelsey wasn't picking someone to marry. Cause I don't think she would have picked someone that current Kelsey likes very much. Um, so this girl is 22 years old and her baby, Oh, uh, like now I can't remember what the issue with the baby is, but Addison like has to do surgery on the baby. Um, it's something about like, so it exploded. like I, that even i <laughs> that was that was another episode um, oh right, that was the bomb <laughs> um you're just traumatized from the bomb, uh but yeah, I can't even think about being like knowing how stressed I was during my first pregnancy, like imagining if there was also a complication and going back in time and being twenty two years old like oh my God, I would just be like a mess. I can't imagine. And your spouse isn't even there. Your yes. spouse is somewhere like on the rest other side of the world. All like military spouses who like have to go through that kind of stuff alone. I don't know how you do it. You're just so strong. That's crazy. And I my thoughts are always with parents who are doing it on their own or doing it with someone who travels because that is poof man. I need a lot of help, so I don't know how people yeah. do
1: it. Imagine being Alexander Hamilton at the Battle of Yorktown when he's telling everyone to take the bullets out of their guns uh, to move undercover and move as one because he has to start a new nation and has got to meet his son. I will imagine that.
0: Remember yes. when you didn't even want to see Hamilton? <laughs> I believe I Remember you when
1: we, were, we were recording uh, with Nathan and he said something, something about this song and I was like, oh yeah, this song. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> it was like one obscure line Yeah, uh, like,
0: So he like coughed And then you just sang all of Hamilton
1: Yeah I owe all of my Hamilton love To Kelsey and Michael You're Let welcome. the record show
0: um, Okay so Thatcher is there in the hallway And asks George If Meredith is there and he's like Yeah why Are you her dad um, And then <laughs> this, the reveal, This the reveal, scene was wild did you think that when you saw Thatcher, did you think, oh, that, that's why he was there? Like, what was your thought when you initially saw him?
1: I was, I didn't know. I had no thought. And then he's like, oh, yeah, something. I got a daughter here and our granddaughter or, yeah, daughter here, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, fuck. That's, that's his. He's the grandpa of the baby of Addison's patient. This shit's wild. But it didn't click to me until later that she has a sister. So, like, I was so focused on Thatcher being there that I didn't even, it didn't even click about the whole sister thing.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. Well, and it also kind of takes a minute, I feel like, for you, for the audience to put it together of, like, she has a half-sister that she didn't know existed. And this girl is 22 years old. Like, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. It took me a second, too. And then, spoiler, there's another sister. Yep. There's another whole ass sister. Yep. Well, half ass sister.
0: Well, whole ass half sister.
1: Whole ass. <laughs> that's a whole half. That's a fuck. That's a whole <laughs> ass half sister. That was hard. That's a tongue twister. That was a good one.
0: <clears throat> okay. Um. So then we see Dr. Bailey and she's like, Derek, let me be on surgery with you. And he's like, why? I need an intern. And she's like the chief is trying to mommy track me because I had a baby and now he's mad about it. And please, dear God, let me do surgery. So she goes to, uh, bully Derek. He's like, you're freaking out. And she goes, I have not even begun to freak out, which I just love so much. That's savage. Um, so then Callie shows up when Izzy's shit talking like she does. And makes Izzy and Meredith come with her, so that they can do some ortho. Did I not write down where the? I must have. Not you missed it. Down it was right before that is. Bailey
1: scene. It's yeah, uh, nine like, minutes it's and right forty seconds.
0: We like find out that Thatcher is the dad of that girl. I was like, I remember when it was, so I just didn't write it yeah. down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nine so. minutes forty seconds after the Thatcher reveal, before the Bailey freak out, the Bailey fake um, freak out.
0: Yeah. So Izzy and Meredith are helping Callie reset some guy's hip or something that seems painful and terrible. And I couldn't Um, tell if the guy was awake or not. I feel like typically they are not not in life, but in this show, typically when they're like resetting bones, they're always awake because it's more dramatic.
1: But like they're talking about some pretty.
0: Yeah. Personal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And there's also, like, other doctors in the room or other maybe nurses, other hospital staff.
1: Other humans.
0: We should say um, this current week that this will release in is uh, Nurse Appreciation Week. So thank you to all the nurses and all the hospital staff. Um, We appreciate everything you do. And I could literally never do that job because it is just so crazy and insane. So thank you all so much. We appreciate you.
1: Yes, I just—you said it so well. I disagree with everything. It's great.
0: Um, so, um, Alex tells the patient that they can't do anything. Basically, she's going to die. Um, the daughter comes in and she like cuts Alex and Burke off, and she's—it's basically like very clear that she has not told this daughter the the extent of her illness. Um, so. That's kind of a bummer. Um, okay. So then Christina and the chief are, I am so sorry. It's, you know, 2 a.m. As per always, 2 a.m. As per always, Christina and the chief are in the little seminar and they're working with the scopes and Christina's doing a better job. And like, it's awkward. Cause they're like watching each other and he's the chief and she's an intern, but she's doing a better job. And then he's like, I'm not trying to copy you. <laughs> it's really weird. Um. So then Izzy is throwing shade at Callie and she's throwing shade back. And then Izzy finds George and George says something. Oh, he's like, oh, I can't escape her or something like that. And Izzy's like, oh, man, thank God, because I also hate her. Because <laughs> Izzy's talking about Callie and George is talking about Meredith and it's awkward that was
1: like, i i knew that that was happening literally as that was coming out of her mouth i was like dude just is he stop yeah. is he yeah. no
0: also i'm just like get over yourself like i don't understand like you don't know this girl like you're you're just mad at george for not what is he supposed to do parade every person in his life past you for your approval like all you're doing is trying to have sex with your patient so like you're really busy right now
1: Yeah, everyone really just needs to calm down, honestly.
0: Truthfully, inappropriate is what it is. Um, So George tells Izzy about Meredith's dad and sister being there, and he's like, "Now it's your problem, and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, Oh, and then we see Derek and Miranda doing the brain surgery. They're doing awake brain surgery, which is our favorite thing, and it is on, like, a 12-year-old, which is crazy. Um I hate and then, I
1: hate all awake brain surgeries. It truly stressful. is the worst. Well, and then very even so is something uh, to think about. It's it's crazy because when you think about the, the next scene that comes up with, with them, uh it's like he loses his ability and then it comes back like they just fix the brain or some shit. Like that that's not yeah. just I can't even wrap my head around that.
0: Yeah, brains freak me out because they're like why is it so easy to mess it up when it's like brains and eyes controls your ability to exist? Yeah. Very yeah, brains,
1: <laughs> brains and eyes. I don't like those surgeries. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so he is, uh, in going to be in like the national spelling bee. And so they have him spell to, to make sure that they like are in the certain areas of the brain that they need to be in. So that's fun Um, Addison finds George And is like what are you doing Why are you not doing what I want Like when you're on my case I need you to be on my case Like what is wrong with you And he goes on this long rant About how um, Molly's God hates him Maiden name is Gray Because it's Meredith's half sister But Meredith doesn't know That she has a half sister And he goes on this rant And Addison's just like Okay (laughs) And I think it's a funny moment.
1: It's a great moment. And then George storms away and goes, and apparently God hates me. And then runs away. Yes. Which,
0: you know, who knows? Maybe.
1: Who's to he say? gets a lot of good mic drop moments, even though he's just a piece of garbage most of the time.
0: He's pretty annoying still. Not, not as annoying as he has been previously, but still pretty annoying to me. Because um, I'm like, just let it go. Just please, please, yeah. just please. Get over it. Move on. Or at least make an effort to let it go. Like, he's not even trying to get over it. I don't know. Okay. Um, Dr. Burke's patient is trying to leave because she doesn't want her daughter to find out that um, she's dying. And it's like her daughter's birthday. She doesn't want to spend her daughter's birthday in the hospital. And Alex basically... Scares her into staying, but Burke is like mad. He's like, don't talk to people like that, blah, 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 whatever. Which I'm like, well, it worked, though.
1: So. Yes. Also,
0: you got to uh, get people to listen.
1: I, I did recognize her. Um, and I was like, ah, I know who that person is. It's, uh, it's Lori Metcalf. She is yes. uh, Roseanne's sister in Roseanne.
0: Yes. Also, we will take this moment to do Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! There's none of them, but wait, what? (laughs) there's none of them because we've done like, I mean, the only one I could think is like Thatcher is in other stuff, but we've already covered that. Um, But I will say Jeff Perry, who plays Thatcher and Lori Metcalf, who played this lady, uh, used to be married in real life. And now they're not. Yep. And um, I think they were divorced before this episode filmed. Like It wasn't an issue. They like weren't together at all. And then later on, and I think like season seven or eight, maybe they have a daughter in real life. And she is an actress who is also on the show later on. So that's wow. My
1: fun fact. Shonda so, keeps it in the family.
0: She does. Also, Lori Metcalf-, Metcalf voices Andy's mom in all the Toy Story movies. So that's fun.
1: Oh my gosh. She does.
0: <gasps>
1: wow. This... Uh, so Grey's Anatomy is Disney canon now.
0: Um, I don't know if that's true.
1: <laughs> it is all. Illuminati confirmed.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but she is the voice of Andy's mom. Um. Okay. So the chief comes. Oh, this is fun. When they're uh, having lunch and the chief comes over and sits and Christina and George and Izzy, and it's super awkward. And he's like making his coffee and he's like, oh, Christina's kicking my ass. And she's like, no. And then he leaves and she's like, oh, my God, I so am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a good scene.
0: It's very funny.
1: It is um, it is interesting, though, too, because right before that, so obviously, they're talking about a lot of heavy stuff. But yeah. he was like, yeah, can you imagine a whole family that you don't know about? Uh, so actually, fun fact, I'm not going to go into the details, but that's actually <laughs> my life.
0: Yeah. And so I a have a very recent discovery.
1: No, I've known that my entire life.
0: Oh, I thought I've known it was that more recent.
1: Time. No, it's more recent for Jess to know, but, ah, uh, which is why yeah, I know I've, because then she told me, yeah, I got a half sibling floating around somewhere in the world. So that's cool.
0: Fun times. Yeah. Fun family drama times. Love um, the family drama. Uh, So Meredith comes over, George gets up and leaves so fast, and I could not roll my eyes hard enough Um, And Meredith is like, you know what's weird? I think I saw my dad And Izzy's like, oh good, and Christina goes, oh did you meet your sister too? Which I'm just like, okay, Christina, I love you so much, but come on You You must do better than this
1: yeah, I uh, I made a note. I was like, Christina Yang? More like Christina. Dang, girl, come on down. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like, that's she said, I think I saw my dad. That. Not I, I had a conversation with my dad in person, and he told me <laughs> about know. his life.
0: It's so bad. You're like, why? Why is this happening? <laughs> it's just bad. It's nuts. Um, <laughs> Um, Okay, so then we cut to Derek and Bailey operating on the spelling boy And he starts to kind of lose some control of his speech Um, Derek saves it, whatever, everything's fine (laughs) Miranda gets a little bit emotional Which is very cute And she's like, it's not my fault, it's the hormones And then she's like, can you spell estrogen? (laughs) And he does And then Derek goes, can you spell delusional?
1: (laughs) Pretty funny (laughs) That was funny there's a there's a scene in my my all time favorite TV show Psych where they break into um, a spelling bee competition because there's uh, a, there's been a murder and a they spelling murder. are in a spelling murder and uh, they they were in the the room that they they announced the words and uh, he's like I can't think of any hard words so he starts reading off of his shopping list and he's like banana onion <laughs> and they're like. Are you serious? And <laughs> then they spell it. And it's, 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 it made me think of that. It, got, it brought joy to my heart. But spelling bees are serious. They, like, you could get a whole-ass whole college degree scholarship from that.
0: Have you ever watched them, though? Like, these kids, first of all, are so smart. But they'll, like, spell it out, like, in the air. They'll, like, write it in the air with their hands. It's crazy to me. Like, that's just not how my brain works. So I'm just, every time they do it, or they're just, like, on their hand, and I'm like, wow. Incredible. It's
1: impressive. I do math in the air in my hand sometimes, but that's, I'll, I'll be like, like writing it Simple down. Simple math,
0: like, oh. like addition.
1: <laughs> carry the one. Uh-
0: <laughs> yes. Seven. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh- <laughs> I said, carry the one. I know uh, what you
0: said. Oh uh, um, gosh. Good times. Uh, okay. So uh, the final, oh yes, yeah, So the final little task in the class that um, Christina and the chief are in And they're like ready to fight They're like ready to go into battle Like who's gonna win um, Who will it be And it's very funny And um, Addison sees Meredith Oh this is actually a very nice moment I feel like for Addison She sees Meredith outside the door And has her come in But doesn't like say You know this is your sister um, she's like, oh, this is Meredith. Like, why don't she's just gonna help for a minute? Just kind of gives Meredith the opportunity to like talk to her without the pressure of being like, oh, I'm your sister. Whatever, it's cool. Um, it's it's a nice moment. Um, Molly is super nice to Meredith. She's kind of rambling, so Meredith is getting a lot of information about her own family very quickly. Um, and she's like, oh, my God, my dad's like the best dad ever. And Meredith is like, oh, how interesting, because he's also the worst. Um, <laughs> and then she's like, oh, and we have this other I have this other sister who goes to Harvard med school. And she's like, gonna, she's so smart, blah, 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 all this stuff. My dad's like obsessed with her. Oh, my God. He cried at my wedding when he gave me away. And um, so it's weird. Um, I it's, cannot truly imagine that moment from here. Like, I really can't imagine being in that position.
1: It's not just weird. It's like, it's...
0: Overwhelming.
1: It's downright sad. Everything that she has she has wanted and yearned for, uh, maybe not recently, because I think that over the past maybe two years or so that I think we're led to believe is going on with everything with uh, uh, Ellis. Ellis has has jaded her quite a bit, but you got to imagine a lot of those formative years the yeah. the high school the uh, um, middle school college all that and to hear um what's her name Molly yeah Molly say things like, you know, it's, it's just, my dad is overprotective and, um, I'm his little girl. And, you know, my older sister, uh, she's in medical school at Harvard and he's just so crazy proud. And it's like, that's all of the, the, the affirmation that I'm sure Meredith has wanted from her father for 20 years and never got. And that's, that's sad. It's downright sad.
0: Yeah. And so then she very reasonably has a freak out moment and like goes to Callie and is like, I need you to let me break something. And so she like smashes up a plaster cast, um, and gets out all of her aggression. And Izzy is there still shit talking because she just doesn't stop ever. <laughs> she never stops. Um, and Callie just like, she's like, oh, you guys just don't see him. He's just George. And she, he's just, he makes my world stop and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that's, this is difficult for me to believe. Like, you can just say that you like him. This is too much. But then <laughs> Izzy goes, George is her McDreamy. And I'm like, that's disgusting. <laughs> I can its truly not wrap my brain around that concept.
1: Yeah, that's a bit of an overstretch. Uh, there's no world where George is anyone's McDreamy. Uh, look at his hair alone. Uh, <laughs> it's... Have you, I don't know, I've never in my entire life met someone and within, you gotta think they've, they've, been, inter, they've been involved for what, three or four episodes now, so mm-hmm. let's say maybe a month that they've known that each other exists, and she goes, oh, you're the heart in the elevator guy. Uh, I, I don't think there's anyone in my entire life that I've known for less than a month that I could say, this person makes my heart stop. Yeah That's a bit dramatic This episode dramatic.
0: was really confusing to me About the timeline for their relationship Because they're clearly like hanging out Because they were at Burke and Christina's apartment At the beginning of the episode And then skipping ahead to the end I felt like it was framed as though That was their first kiss Which doesn't make any sense to me Like when they kiss at the end When she's cutting his hair I felt that they framed it as though That was the first time they had kissed Because they, he oh, like pulls her around And then there's like a pause and then they kiss, and I was like, it, "Am I supposed to believe that they have not kissed yet? Because that I didn't. Doesn't make I didn't get sense. that
1: vibe. I didn't get okay. that feeling. I it was it was romantic tension. I think they were gonna fuck, um, <laughs> but I think it. I mean, I don't mean anyone can fuck. It's just say whatever you want. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, it's I think it was uh, just this dramatic thing because imagine you walk in on someone that you're starting to like get involved with and they actually live in the hospital. That's yeah, like a that big weird. red, red flag. And then he's <laughs> like, Hey, can you cut my hair? And by the way, let me just look Let's at make you. Out. Yeah. Also, um, I would never in a trillion billion years ask Jessica to cut my hair. Never.
0: Well, you would also never cut your own hair the way he did. So
1: no, I'm not, you're a just weirder about patient. your hair. <laughs> I'm just Um, not on the verge of a mental breakdown at all times over a girl Um, (laughs) (laughs) that I half had sex with.
0: Um, Okay. So then we cut back to that class and um, Richard is like doing the little scopey thing, but his eyes are closed and he finishes first and then he wins and then he sings his song. This gets stuck in my head all the time. I don't know why it will like come out of nowhere when he's like that's why i'm the chief that's why i'm the chief <laughs> they call me the dr webber
1: <laughs> <It's> so funny <laughs> it's so and, and then the guy is like flawless flawless work <laughs> yeah. it is that so okay we have my single favorite uh line coming from Meredith when she tells Christina Mm -hmm. to have sex with George and until she cries and then he'll never talk to her again. And then this is my favorite hands down Weber moment. Uh, they, they're, they're putting a lot of good content in this episode.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, then we go back to Alex and that lady and he's like mad because she's hasn't told the daughter and he's basically like, she's She's going to hate you when you die because you knew and you didn't tell her. And Burke hears and pulls him out into the, this is truly one of my favorite Alex scenes in the entire series. Um, When he's like about to start lecturing him and he's like, no, I'm going to talk this time. Um, And he's like, I tell people the truth. Like that's, that's my thing. Like I'm, you can say any shit about me, but like you can never say that I'm not honest and you can't, he says, you don't get to take that away from me and call it a lesson, sir. And I just think it, he delivers that so well. And then like and Burke like truly can't even argue with it. And it's just yeah. like, I love that scene so much. And I think it says so much about Alex and like, he's going through a hard time and he's upset right now, but like he still knows who he is and who he wants to be. And I just like, think it's a really great scene.
1: Yeah. It's also really impressive that he was able to deliver his thoughts to to burke without swearing being disrespectful um he was just very he was very firm and he was very on his stance and he was this is who i am and i'm not a lesser of a doctor because of it you you saw earlier in the search in the the show he was literally like oh you've been doing your homework like people Burke acknowledged that he's a smart guy and he's and he's working yeah. towards things don't take and and yeah i think the the quote of yeah you don't you don't get to uh you don't get to take that away from me and call it a lesson sir so that's it's like shit that's good and he's yeah. also tr- it's also right like if yeah. i if i uh found out that either one of my parents were dying of cancer anything right, and months or uh, then I'm at the like funeral they had
0: known for a long time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And at the funeral, they go, Oh, I'm sure this must've been really hard, especially with the diagnosis coming, uh, uh, four months ago. I'd be like, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'd especially go full because, on, like, uh, With that
0: daughter being younger. Like she's still a teenager. Yeah. She's not an, an adult. So I understand where he's coming from. And, um, you know, we know somewhat about his background that he has issues with his, his parents. So it's, uh, I think he's speaking partially from some amount of experience, um, of having difficult parental relationships. And then, um, I just think the whole scene is so well played and so well written. And I, I just really enjoy it. Um, because Alex has kind of been a little all over the place, but it's nice for him to get a moment where we're like, yeah, you are a good guy and you are you are doing a good job and you are trying to do what's right by your patients. And yes, sometimes you can come off like a dick, but ultimately you're still a good person. So, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, so then Susan sees Meredith. Susan is Meredith's mom. Or sorry, Thatcher's wife. So, Meredith's technically stepmom, I guess. Um so she sees Meredith and she's like you know, <laughs> it's just kind of a weird scene. Like Susan seems like a very nice person. I don't think she's trying to do it. like I think she thinks she's helping. She's like, he thinks about you, but like because Ellis broke him and like you that's who you're attached with, so like it's hard for to, to separate those two things. So I don't know. It's an interesting It's an interesting almost.
1: scene. Uh I don't think there was any world where until you get that second scene later, she would have even have attempted to understand what Thatcher was going through at all, yeah. and I can speak i mean both of us have divorced parents, so I think it's very mm-hmm. it's a very interesting thought process of like imagine where you didn't get to see one of them your entire life, and yeah I really can't there's a lot of that. yeah, there's a lot of remorse and resentment that's been built up there's a lot of just overall bad bad juju that's built up and it's like this the mother of your half-sister is not going to do anything like just just leave it be don't even don't even engage
0: and like she was meredith was so young when her parents split up and when you are that young and you don't have your own memories to go off of you only have whatever the parent who is raising you tells you um so you know and it's been made very clear that Ellis was not a fan of Thatcher. So who's, who knows what was being told?
1: Garbage.
0: Um, and then we get the Richard and Thatcher scene, which I, is very uncomfortable, but I think is another great scene. Like it's so good. Um, because he like brings up Ellis, and he's and Thatcher's like, "How dare you talk to me about her?" And how dare you talk to me about Meredith? And he's like. I understand, but like you need to know what's going on, because it's not good. So it's again very well played um, by both of those actors, just so well delivered, in my opinion.
1: And good so on it's, it's a pretty to, short
0: scene, but like it really accomplishes a lot.
1: Yeah, and, and good on to how they wrote Weber and and mm-hmm. uh, who's the guy who plays that character? What's his name?
0: Uh, Thatcher or Weber?
1: Weber. Um, Either way, uh, I'm sure you're looking, looking it up now. I don't know the name of that person off the top of my head, but um, the way he act acted the scene in general, it's it's very it's very James, good acting and very good writing.
0: James Pickens Jr.
1: James Pickens Jr. Yes, great job, and James Pickens
0: Jr. Yes, truly. Um, but yeah, I think it's they're both very talented, and the way they play the scene between each other is very. I also just like the Thatcher at the beginning when he's like, oh, I have spent so many hours in front of this board holding a crying baby, like trying to figure out when I would see my wife. And I just like think that's it was just really an interesting intra- in look into the to the other side of what we're shown. Like we're shown the doctors and, you know, they're all sleeping with the other doctors. But this is someone who's not a doctor. So it's like the other side of that.
1: It's also I I hope that there's more insight later, but I didn't. I wasn't sure one way or the other if he actually knew about their affair just based on this scene alone.
0: Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, okay, so then Doctor Bailey goes to check up on the brain surgery child. And tells him that she also has a son and she's like, Oh, tonight I'm going to tell him that I met the best speller in all of Seattle. And it's just like a nice moment. Um, I just love Bailey. I think this is a great episode. This is a very different side of Bailey than what we've seen before, which I think they're trying to make the point of is like, she can still be Bailey, but also like she is different because she has gone through this change and now she has other, um, things going on in her life. In addition to surgery, which she's clearly still very passionate about.
1: Um, she's just, she's a mom now. It's a different side of her. That's yeah. all. It's a good um, side.
0: Meredith like sees Thatcher and kind of hides from him. And George sees that she's hiding and jumps in to like, kind of protect her from him. Um, which is nice. And we get George saying a lot of nice things to, about Meredith to Thatcher Um, which is, I guess, I guess the first stepping stone of him moving forward past the bullshit. Um, I think that's what they want us to believe because he still doesn't like talk to Meredith afterwards. Um, but it's nice. She's like, he's like, oh, sometimes she seems selfish. She's not cold. Like Ellis, she's all this stuff. So he, that's again, a lot of nice things that are true. Um, And that he knows are true. He's just still mad. But it's nice that he can still recognize that just because this thing happened between them doesn't mean she's like a terrible person, even though that's how he's acting.
1: Yeah. And you can tell on the look on Thatcher's face is he's he's proud, but sad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sad that he missed those. And that's when he doesn't
0: have the opportunity to know her at all.
1: Yeah, and that's when we find out here, and I, I really I was racking my brain, I don't think we knew anything like this, but uh, Ellis wouldn't let Thatcher see Meredith. Yeah. And that just sucks. There's so yeah. many statistics about what what uh, kids end up like when they don't get to be around a father figure, and that's just a bummer, mm-hmm. um, because I, I think we're also led to believe that Ellis doesn't remarry, but uh, I could be wrong on that. I, I could have messed that up, but... Um, the way that she says, thank you, George at the end. And he just gently kind of silently acknowledges it and walks away. Like, yeah, that was, that erases two minor dumb things that George has done.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Again, it's pretty clear that he's not like, oh, I forgive you now, but it's clear that that could be more of a possibility in the future, which is why I asked you that prediction from last week of like, when do you think George will (laughs) get over his bullshit? Um, Because obviously like unless he were to not be on the show anymore He would at some point have to get over it But this is I think the first step in that direction of it Looking more like a possibility Um, Meredith tells Derek she saw her dad and met the sister She's still knitting (laughs) Just all the knitting Um, Oh then this this is this is one of my favorite grace scenes. It's not like a main person scene is the mom and the daughter and the mom's like giving the daughter all of this life advice, like crammed in. And that's how she basically is telling the daughter that she's dying. Um, and it's like heartbreaking, but so well done on like, it's so well written. And then both the mom and the daughter play it so well. And it's just like, Oh, this is the first time I've watched it since having a kid. And I was like, Oh man, this hits different. (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, you're telling. I'm when as soon as she started talking about the baby stuff, I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm emotional." Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting and a little misty eyed. Really,
0: very rarely, if ever, cry at like television or movies, like ever. Um, the most two recent movies I cried in were in both in 2019, and I was very preg- Well, I was very pregnant for one of them, and I was a little bit pregnant for the other ones. <laughs> so. Um, but other than that, I really, very rarely cry at movies or television shows. There's like maybe three episodes of grace that makes me cry, but this one did get me a little misty.
1: I didn't cry. I I have, I don't, there's no movie that I can think of in my entire life that I've cried, but I will tell you since having a kid, uh, like I rewatched, okay, I shouldn't say this when I, for the first time I've never watched a movie for the first time. and never cried. But I was brushing my teeth like a week ago and I was watching basically the end of Encanto, not Encanto, the end of uh, Coco. And Mm. uh, I was like crying while brushing my teeth. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, He wrote those songs for his daughter. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm a little baby child. Um, Yeah, it makes uh, you uh, it changes you. Especially anything, I don't care if it's a mom or a dad, but when it's involving a daughter, I'm like, fucking shit. Yeah. Damn it.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's one thing that will always make me cry at a movie, and that is if uh, anything happens to a dog. So, like, I, most movies, like, you can tell if a dog's going to die, right? So you can tell, like, my dog Skip, that dog was going to die. Marley and me, obviously that dog's going to die. So there's, like, I will, like, elect I am not Legend. to watch those films. Like, I'm just not going to, I'm like, I'm not going to watch this movie because I know this dog is going to die. Um, when it comes to people, I'm like, yeah <laughs> eh, they probably deserved it. If it's a dog, I'm like, everyone else should have died. And that dog should be alive. Yeah, um, I didn't
1: even cry at the I Am Legend scene with with Will Smith yeah. when he well, choked I out didn't his dog. Watch that,
0: but because I knew it was the a dog, German died, Shepherd so I too. wasn't going to watch it. Oh, no, thank you. Um and so but yeah, uh, definitely a lot of things. And I've even been thinking about like Grey's episodes that I haven't watched in a while that I'm like when this comes around, I feel like this one's going to get to me.
1: <laughs> I need you um, to warn me if I need to emotionally prepare like a, a box of Kleenexes near me, okay?
0: Yeah, we're getting, we're getting close to you needing to do that pretty soon here. Great. Um, um, yeah,
1: it'll be great. Uh, Can I also question, is the pantyhose yeast infection thing real?
0: I don't know, and um, I don't wear a lot of pantyhose, shockingly enough. I'm currently wearing Hello Kitty pajama pants. <laughs> um, nice. I wear a lot of athleisure uh, clothes, even though I do not athleisure at all. Um, because they're comfortable, but a lot of athleisure clothes has underwear built into it. So I don't really know how to answer (laughs) like that question. I have not gotten a yeast infection from wearing pantyhose or ever. So I don't really know the logistics of how they work.
1: I'm not going to open this one (laughs) to the audience. I don't want to know (laughs) if this is true or not. Just if it is true don't tell us. Let us listen. Let us live our lives in, in uh,
0: blissful, blissful ignorance.
1: ignorance. Yeah, blissful ignorance. Thank you.
0: Um, So, yeah, but at the end when she says you're going to feel sad, but don't feel sad for too long, I'm just like, ouch, that makes me feel sad right now. <laughs> but not for too long. No, not for too long, but long enough to be sad. Um. So then... Uh, Oh, it's the end of the day. Izzy gives Denny the sweater that she knitted and she's like, oh, I knitted this while also knitting Meredith one because I'm an insane person who apparently can knit 600 sweaters in a day. And then she gives it to Denny and she's like, this is as close as you're going to get to getting in my pants or something like that, which is inappropriate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At first she's like, smell it. And I wish she would (laughs) have said I farted in it, Uh, but (laughs) she didn't. But then the Denny gets the best one-liner and he goes, show me one boob. And I'm like, honestly, oh, yeah. same, bro. Same. <laughs> just
0: one boob. I, he's just like, it smells like Izzy. And I'm like, you are spending too much time together if he knows what you smell like. It's too much time. You're too close to that man if he knows what you smell like. Like physically and emotionally, but physically you are too close to him if he knows what you smell like.
1: Yeah, but also there's there's studies that correlate between people with heart failure having uh, ten times increased nose strength. Making
0: up lies again. This is what I talk about when I say you make up lies. It's when your favorite hobby you, is lying, it's shit like this. I,
1: there's no lie unless you prove that it's wrong.
0: I have the internet, so
1: I definitely can do that. Okay, all right. <laughs> can if you, you prove feel that like that you it's really, right, can you prove that it's wrong? You have the burden of proof. Probably. Yeah. Well.
0: You have the burden of it. being a liar. Listen, okay, so if then An- let's if see, Amber <laughs> Heard
1: gets off, then I get off oh on my everything. God, don't I never, I'll never. <laughs> <laughs> do not get me started on that. We stand Johnny Depp. I think we do. We both stand Johnny Depp.
0: Yeah, I mean, I will say their relationship was clearly wildly problematic, and they both have a lot of things in their lives that were very traumatic, um, and they somehow. Managed to find the human version of their emotional trigger and then marry that person Mm, mm -hmm. Um, I truly do not believe that he ever uh, was physically abusive to her but I can't say he wasn't Like verbally like neither we weren't there but from listening to the testimony and All of the evidence shared by multiple people on both sides it would seem like she was the aggressor in most of the situations. And I don't think she treated him very nice. Also, there's like audio of her being like, I wasn't punching you. I was hitting you, which is pretty damning evidence
1: of yeah. the fact also, that she did
0: in fact hit him.
1: It's, it's very important to acknowledge that regardless if you are a man or a woman, if you are being, uh, uh, if there's any domestic violence towards you, speak up, say something
0: if if you it's it's hard though, because I think there's a lot of nuance to a lot of those unfortunately those situations have a lot of gray areas to them um, but we do hope the best for if you know someone who needs help, you know there's so many um resources now that people like outside the situation can can try and help um, and try and get help for these people because there's just unfortunately it happens yeah. more often yeah. than we'd like to think. But yes, be nice to people. Just, just, <laughs> don't, hit story. just don't, don't hit, hit anyone. Just don't hit anyone. Don't also emotionally or verbally abuse people either. Pretty please.
1: Yeah, don't That's ever all crack we plates ask. over people's heads either.
0: Yeah, don't do that. That's that would qualify. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we're doing great. Um, we are healed. We're healed. <laughs> <Is> he- <laughs> I wrote, Izzy and Denny are in in, in are in inappropriate love, <laughs> and I find them annoying. <laughs> Denny, not so much. He's I'm he's actually not doing him. anything wrong. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say that because I feel like okay, you know, that's fair. As a patient, that you sh- that is a line you you shouldn't cross. However, between the two of them, I guess he what he is doing is like slightly less wrong because at this point you there's no like oh is she into it like does she not want me to keep going like she has she kissed him like she initiated the physical contact yeah um so i definitely would say that the relationship is inappropriate izzy is technically breaking rules i guess there's not really rules that say don't hit on your doctor there's like social codes that say don't hit on your doctor but there's not technical rules that say you'll lose your job if you do this
1: You're going to be denied treatment.
0: We're going to just let you continue to die.
1: The Hippocratic Oath knows only one weakness, (laughs) and it's if you hit on the doctor tasked with saving your life.
0: (laughs) They will not save you. Um, Anyways, it's weird. But yes, I would agree that Denny is a more likable character. Um, Christina then goes to Dr. Weber and asks him how he was able to do the technique with the eyes closed, and he's like... Sometimes you just have to go back to the basics, which leads to one of the funniest scenes up that we've had up to this point, in my opinion, where um, Burke and George are sitting at the kitchen playing something or another. And Christina just like walks out into the kitchen fully nude. And it is hilarious. And George immediately covers his eyes. And Burke is like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm being comfortable in my apartment. And that is what we call passive-aggressive, and we stand, And then um, Burke immediately kicks George out um, Which is hilarious And how we get to the Callie living in the hospital weird haircut kiss scene um, So, yeah, he calls Callie and hears her phone ringing And goes and finds her in, like, the basement of the hospital Which is weird for so many reasons <laughs>
1: And how no, how he's the first person to kick her out. Like, no one has ever walked by and heard. She's never gotten a phone call after hours until this moment.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I understand that, like, they've played off this hallway as being, like, where the interns hang out. But other people have also come down there. So, like, where, I don't understand. Also, if you have to preface something by saying, I'm not crazy, because you know that the thing makes you look crazy, then maybe you should reevaluate the thing that you're doing.
1: But also imagine the amount of money she's saving. That's true. But yeah, I didn't like the haircut question
0: first for all the surgeries and stuff.
1: Well, that's why she's a professional. Uh, (laughs) I didn't like the fact that he asked her for a haircut because don't ask other people for haircuts if they aren't, if they aren't trained professionals. That's just my stance on hair. Um, well, but also, fun fact, your
0: wife did cut my hair, so.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's fine uh, that <laughs> she cut your hair. My rule for me in my life is I'm not going to ask anyone to cut my hair unless they're a trained, licensed <laughs> professional. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the kiss thing, I had to think about it. I, I was trying to think back on it. it I, I understand where you're coming from, but I, I truly, at this point, I have no idea what is going to happen between George and Callie. Yeah. At all.
0: Yeah. Um, and I still, you know, don't find George to be terribly likable. So I don't really know what the writers are wanting us. Like, again, are we supposed to be on team George? Cause I'm not. So it's hard to say. Um, but yeah, I just wrote, is this implication that this is their first kiss? I really can't tell. Like, it's just kind of like, it's definitely a tense moment and um, there's supposed to be obviously sexual tension between the two of them. And it just, I don't know. It's just a weird scene. If you feel inspired to go back and watch it, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I just, I rewound it like three times and I was like, then I was thinking back, I was like, have they kissed? Like surely their first date wasn't them hanging out with Christina and Burke playing charades and then like for again like what you were saying for her to go on that speech about like he makes my world stop i'm like and you haven't kissed yet like i don't understand it's just a weird dynamic that if you're
1: listening to this part of the episode and you have an opinion on this scene specifically email us at gray's academy pod or yes. reach out to us on Instagram at Grey's Academy Pod. Oh, sorry. At Grey's Academy Pod uh, at gmail.com. And then on Instagram at uh, Grey's Academy Pod. Because we want to know. Because I, I, I truly, I could see it going either way.
0: Yeah, I could also see it going either way. So I'm just intrigued to see how other people took, took it. Um, it's just odd to me. I don't really know what the deal is. Because clearly they're like dating. But it's, and you know, George is a weirdo. So maybe he hasn't kissed her yet. Who's to say? Um, And then we get the final scene Where Meredith uh, goes to the vet To check on Doc And the vet comes down And he's super hot So she just like starts knitting Really aggressively Because it's so funny Because she's going to have sex with him Because he's so hot
1: Just another cookie cutter (laughs) White bearded man
0: (laughs) He's attractive But yeah he's You know It's just another You know everyone on Grace is attractive That's just what it is They're just all attractive people so that's the end.
1: All right. Finn Dandridge gives this episode.
0: Why do you remember his name?
1: Because I wrote it down.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: I'm Finn Dandridge. Of course you are, dude. Of course you <laughs> fucking are. Get out of here, Finn. The only Finns we stand are Finn from that movie, Tangled, played by Zachary Levi.
0: Okay, that was Flynn, and we also stand Finn from Star Wars. So you need to get it together.
1: You're right. I genuinely <laughs> forgot that his name was. His name is Finn Ryder. You're doing my good. bad. And yes, we do stand Finn, played by John Boyega. FN two one eight seven. We man, we stand did you here.
0: finish Moon Knight? Holy shit, that show is good. God damn, it we okay, this just, is not my conversation. It was just okay. Okay, we're this is an, uh, now an off mic argument, so we'll get to <laughs> that in a minute. All right, um, all right.
1: I give this episode a four.
0: Yes, very nice. Tell me why.
1: Um, and if this is your first time listening, because you really found yourself here because you're a big ABBA fan. Um. <laughs> Uh, We we go on a scale of one through five. One being med student, two being intern, three being resident, four being fellow, five being attending, and we give our scale uh, at the end of each episode. So listen in to the full episode if you want our uh, ratings. If you don't care about our ratings, then just listen to the first five minutes, then hang up. I don't know. Uh, So I I liked the... Basically, it came down to all the one-liners. The one-liner with Meredith about sex... Uh, the one liner with, um, uh, Izzy, not Izzy. Oh, uh, Denny and Izzy, their interactions, uh, with the boob thing, the Mount thing. It's just funny. Uh, Christina getting so jazzed up with her competition about Weber, Weber saying he did that shit with his eyes closed and he's flawless. And they call me the chief, um, the Alex scene, uh, Bailey just being a great person. Uh, the funny quirkiness with Addison and the bar at the beginning because we're friends uh it's there's a lot of good small things and mm-hmm. uh the the scene with the mom and the daughter was really really good and and overall and and, oh, and even George and Thatcher like that was a mm-hmm. good scene yeah. uh there was nothing in this sh- this episode that outright annoyed me and um nothing dramatic or explosive but But it was just an overall good episode, so I'm I'm giving it a a fellow.
0: Um, I have to agree um, with basically everything you just said. Like it's it's definitely a really solid episode. Lots of great scenes, um, great performances by the actors. Um, Nothing uh, like wildly life changing, but not a dull episode. Because like the last couple ones where it's been like Okay nothing's happening and it's kind of dull But this one was kind of like okay well nothing crazy Happened but like it was a great Episode and It's All the movement character Movement is positive like Maybe we see George getting over Things maybe we see a little More um, about the relationship With Meredith and Thatcher kind of See more about Alex See that Izzy and Denny are Oh, also you were wrong because it's been two episodes and he's still alive. So
1: damn it. (laughs) I mean, I'm glad he's alive, but damn it. I hate being wrong.
0: Do you want to revamp that Denny and Izzy prediction situation?
1: I just want to, um, to renew my two, two Two episodes.
0: Okay. So in two episodes, he'll be dead.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Two more episodes. Give that (laughs) motherfucker two episodes. You'll be dead in no time.
0: (laughs) Perfect, I, I like your strategy um, Yeah, I think it was great uh, Lots of good things, lots of funny moments um, Christina coming out naked at the end Is hilarious to me every time um, Yeah, I was trying to think if there's any other predictions You need to change or add on to But I think you're in a good spot mostly Other yeah. than the Denny thing
1: How many episodes do we have left for this season? Five? Yeah. Okay. So next week, uh, I want a list of things that you want me to predict before uh, the end of this, this, ep- this season. So things that I think will happen before this season uh, okay. is over after also next episode.
0: get together a list of things that you said were going to happen before the second season ends. Because I feel like it was a pretty hefty list. So we're going to have to revisit them and see if you want to change any of them at all.
1: Why have you not been writing down every single prediction I've made ever?
0: Uh, I have them tattooed on my leg. Oh,
1: that's what those are.
0: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think that's it. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Please reach out. If you have um, things you want Garmin to predict, uh, questions you want him to answer, Um, I can try and phrase them in a spoiler-free way if possible. Um, if not possible, then I'm not going to ask them Because obviously we don't want to spoil anything um, But Reach out, let us know where you're listening from How you found us Please tell your friends Like, comment, subscribe Give us a rating If you have a moment, we'll read it on the air Five star rating or a review Whatever, um, on the whatever platform You're listening to um, We really appreciate it It helps people find us We are just watching those Numbers go up, and it's really cool to, to see, like, new listeners coming and finding us. And we really appreciate it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just think that's really cool that you guys like us. Because we like us, but we are pretty self-involved, so. <laughs> right.
1: And we also compliment each other a lot. So it's like, hey, Kelsey, you're great. Hey, Carmen, you're great. Uh, so hearing it from outside of this like feedback loop is
0: really really good. <laughs> the echo chamber we created of our friends. <laughs> You're so great. You're so great. You're so great. Oh my god, I love you so much. Um, oh my god, I love you so much. But yeah, if you do reach out, just always remember.
1: No spoilers. Don't even think about it. Don't do it. Don't cheat. No cheaters. Don't pass go. No collecting two hundred dollars.
0: And we will see you all in the next one.